Welcome to episode 196 of the Deeper Christian Podcast. This is the podcast to help you study God's Word, know Jesus intimately, and discover how you can build your life around Jesus Christ. I'm Nathan Johnson, and in today's episode, I want to discuss the posture for prayer. Let's dive in. In the last couple of episodes, we've been talking about prayer, and I would encourage you, if you haven't listened to last week's message, talking about the 10 things that hinder prayer, I would encourage you to do so. I think so oftentimes we come into prayer and just presume that because we're you know muttering words, that God is going to hear us. And yet scripture is really clear that there is a proper way that we need to come to the Lord. And of course, last week we were talking through 10 things that actually hinder our prayers from being heard or answered. So I would encourage you to go listen to that message if you haven't listened to it. But today I want to focus on this idea of the posture for prayer. One of the questions I get rather frequently is, well, Nathan, is there a correct physical posture for prayer? In other words, is there a way that is more spiritual of how we are to pray. And of course, if you think about it, it seems like there may be, maybe there should be. I don't know about you, but growing up, you know, we were always told as little kids, okay, fold your hands, bow your head, close your eyes. And of course, you know, in Sunday school class, we would, you know, we'd put our hands together and we would close our eyes and we'd bow our heads. And it just seemed more spiritual. Like that, that is the way that you pray. And of course, if I don't put my hands together or close my eyes, or bow my head, maybe God doesn't actually hear me. So is there a correct physical posture for prayer? In other words, if I kneel or if I sit, or what if I lay face down, or what if I pace? Are any of those actually more spiritual than another? Or perhaps if I could add another layer to this, well, what about background music? You know, is it is it helpful to have background music or is it not helpful to have background music? Well, let me give you a key concept as it comes to prayer. And, and this is it. Whatever helps you remove distraction, do that. <laughs> it's interesting. For some people, it's actually really important to kneel because it's in that posture of kneeling that they're actually able to focus and say, okay, this is the posture that I keep for prayer. And of course, there's not a lot of things that we do kneeling. And so when I get in that posture, it is, it's like a mental trigger to remind myself, okay, this is a time for prayer. But what about people who have bad knees <laughs> where it might be actually impossible to kneel for any length of time? Well, maybe sitting then on a chair is an, an appropriate way to focus. And again, biblically, there's a lot of times you see what happens is that when someone comes into God's presence, they fall face first down upon the ground in this position of humility. Uh, if you've ever attended Ellerslie training, one of the things you'll notice is that when a lot of us pray, <laughs> especially Eric Ludi, one of the things that he will do very purposely is that he will pace when he prays. And one of the things that he has just noticed over the years is that if he would kneel, he, he tends to fall asleep. And so, you know, you get up early in the morning and you're like, okay, I'm going to go spend some time with God. So you kneel at the side of the bed and you tend to just kind of fall back to sleep. And so Eric began to realize that if he begins to pace back and forth, 
it actually keeps his mind alert and sharp. So is one of these more spiritual than another? I actually don't think so because there is no proper form listed in scripture for the physical posture of praying. But the, here's the principle. Again, whatever helps you remove distraction, do that. If you've ever watched a Jew pray, I love when I go to Israel, you go to the Wailing Wall, that Western Wall in Jerusalem. And one of the things that you'll always, <clears throat> almost always notice is that here are these rabbinical Jews, these Orthodox Jews, and they're up against the wall with their prayer book and they're bobbing. They're like going back and forth, back and forth, and they're swaying forward and backwards with their bodies. And if you ask them, why why are you bobbing, doing this Jewish bob thing? They would say, well, actually, it's a, it's a reminder for us to be focused. It's, it's, a, it's a helpful indicator that we are praying and therefore we are fully engaging our entire bodies in this act of beseeching the Lord. And for them, it actually helps remove that distraction. And as their whole body is being invested in this weave and bob thing of going back and forth in prayer, it, it, it reminds them, it helps them remove distraction. There's a story that Leonard Ravenhill used to tell of a great man of prayer by the name of Edward Payson. And I've talked about him on this podcast before, but let me just read a little quick statement that Leonard Ravenhill gave about Edward Payson. I love the prayer life of this man. And Ravenhill talking about Edward Payson said that he was better known as Praying Payson of Portland. And he used to kneel at the side of his bed and pray and pray and pray. And when they washed his body for burial, they found great big pads on his knees like a camel has. And when they were washing him, someone said, what abnormal knees? They're heavy with calluses. That's because he used to pray. Get this. That's because he used to pray at the side of his bed with energy. And he wore two grooves about six or seven inches long into that hardwood floor where he used to pray and make intercession. I mean, could you imagine? Here is this man of prayer who was so praying with vigor upon his knees that over the course of the decades of praying next to his bed, there were these two grooves worn in the hardwood floor. Now, that is intense praying. But for Edward Payson, that was his posture. So again, if, if you come to me and say, Nathan, is there a correct physical posture for prayer? Well, I would say no, but yes. <laughs> In other words, for you, which may be different th from me, but you need to have a posture of prayer that actually removes distraction. So experiment. If you find that it's hard for you to stay focused when you're on your knees because you start groaning about how your knees are hurting and you just can't focus, well, then quit praying on your knees. Sit down in a chair or consider laying face down upon the ground with your hands outstretched in a posture of surrender and humility. Or do like what my good friend Eric does and begin to pace. Personally, I kind of do a mixture of all of these. <laughs> Depends on the day, but I love to pace. I began to realize it, it, it helps your mind think. It helps you focus. But for some people, that's actually a distraction. So whatever helps you remove distraction, do that. Same thing with music. I love having music playing in the background when I'm praying, but I'm very picky about the kind of music I play. In other words, I can't have words because then I get lost in the words and I'm thinking about the lyrics. 
And sometimes I can't even have music that I know, like if it's worship album music, that's just instrumental. I get, sometimes that's distracting to me because I start wanting to sing the, the music and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but if I'm trying to focus in prayer, a lot of times what I'll just do is get some, you know, just some instrumental or piano music or just something in the background that just kind of sets a tone. Or sometimes if I'm willing to have some aggressive praying, I'll put some epic soundtrack music on. But again, I would encourage you to have a posture of prayer that doesn't cause distraction. Rather, it removes distraction. And if I could add one more concept with this idea of distraction, I would highly encourage you to have a plan. One of the things I've noticed for a lot of people is that when you come into prayer and you don't have any plan of how you're going to pray. Now, obviously God can change this. Obviously God can lead you in prayer however he wants you to pray. But a lot of times if you have no idea what you're going to do, it's just like, okay, I'm going to pray. Uh, you, you, you get in your posture and then you actually end up not praying because you're trying to figure out what on earth you should be praying for. Or you just kind of pray for whatever pops in your head. Well, next week, we're going to talk about having a simple plan for prayer. I'm going to give you a couple of ideas of, of some plans or some models that you could use in your prayer time. But again, I just want you to have that in the back of your mind that one of the things that can also cause distraction is just not coming ready for prayer. Well, with all that being said, let me give you a correct posture. I, I know it just sounds like I'm contradicting what I just said. But while I would say that there's not a correct physical posture for prayer, in other words, just pray in a way that removes distraction for you, there is a correct spiritual posture for prayer. When we come to God in prayer, we must come with trust, with faith, with humility. In other words, when we come into prayer, we must know whom we are praying to and we must know his ability and his character. In other words, it's not just I'm praying. I'm not just going and muttering words. I am having a conversation. I am beseeching. I am wrapped up in intimacy with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He is the living God and he is the one that I am talking to. And so when I come to him in prayer, I must know his life, his character, his attributes, because it is upon him and his character that I am making petition. So could I encourage you, don't just rush into prayer without having the proper spiritual posture. And again, the spiritual posture is far more important than the physical posture. That when I come to God, do I actually trust him? Have I actually put my full faith in him? Do I recognize that he is able to go exceedingly abundantly beyond all that I could ask or imagine as Ephesians 3 reminds us? Do I know his character that his character is one of life? It's one of love. It's one of provision. Do I recognize that he is the shepherd and that I as the sheep should know his voice, but also trust him as this position of a shepherd in my life, that he is going to supply all things that I need for life and for godliness, that he is going to give protection, provision, and direction in my life as the good shepherd. So again, as I come to God, I must come with trust. I must come in faith. And can I encourage you that as you come to God, you must come in humility. You have nothing to offer him. 
except your weak vessel. But as I come and and kneel before the cross of Christ, I must come surrendered, open-handed, trusting, abiding in him in this posture of humility. That word humility in scripture has this idea of, of getting your face low to the ground. It's that idea that if I come into the throne room of the Queen of England, what am I going to do? I'm going to bow. I'm going to get my face lower to the ground as an act of of declaration saying, look, you are in a position higher than I am. Well, when I come to God and though I can enter the throne room boldly with confidence in my praying, I need to recognize who he is. And as such, I need to come to him and get my face low to the ground. I need to see myself low and I need to see him big. So come with the humility. I I cannot demand of God. I I merely ask as this simple trusting child of God and just say, dad, I have, I have a request for you and I have, I have this desperate need and could, could you get involved in this situation and could, could, could you and I just have a greater intimacy and relationship and there should be a sweetness about it, but it must come with humility. And let me just give you one other thought here in terms of this correct spiritual posture I love this idea that as I come in prayer, I should come with thanksgiving and praise. As Psalm 100 verse 4 says, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. Or as Philippians 4 6 reminds us that as we pray, we should be praying with thanksgiving. So let us remind ourselves that as we come to prayer, we must come in the spiritual posture of trust, in faith, in surrender, in humility, but also with thanksgiving and praise. Well, I hope that was just a practical nugget for you to actually practically apply into your life this week. Don't concern yourself so much about the physical posture of prayer, but rather be intentional about your spiritual posture as you come into prayer. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Deeper Christian Podcast. For show notes of this episode, please visit deeperchristian.com forward slash 196 for episode 196. And join me next time as we look at some helpful models or plans as we come into prayer. Well, until next time, know I am cheering you on and praying for you as you build your life around Jesus Christ.